0: I'm Christina and I'm Megan and this is the aftermath of sex. I'm a certified nurse midwife and I'm a registered nurse and this is not medical advice.
1: Hi. We're here. Yeah, and I think that everybody got that little
0: throat throat clearing. You know, I mean, we're all humans and we do things like that. Yeah, but it's kind of not polite. (laughs) Well, it's not polite to clear your throat. It's probably less polite to talk with, like, mucus in your throat.
1: Yeah, you know what? Mucus is, like, one of those things. And, you know, in nursing, like, there's just one thing you just can't do. Mucus or sputum? Me neither. It just makes me. It was really is sputum gross. yours?
0: Yes. Uh, well, I have. So, yeah, suctioning <gasps> There's a of, trach. of. Yep. Trach suctioning, sputum.
1: sputums, and spitting.
0: Yeah. And yeah. the other thing, and I learned this as a school nurse, is blood clots from the nose. Like, the oh. kids would have bloody noses, right? And they always want to look at their tissue, always. And so yeah. the first time I saw it and then they pulled out their tissue in this big, goopy, giant <laughs> blood clot, like, I almost vomited. Oh,
1: see, now that I find fascinating. No, that's it's disgusting. Because like, how did it become so big and then come out? Ugh. It's bad. It's kind of like sometimes people can create huge boogers. Me, I'm not that way. But I know a couple of people, I'm like, how did that even fit in there? Yeah. Well, it's a big. I know. It's a big sinus open cavity. but
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would see the kids, like, start to do it and I would turn away. (laughs) You're like, me? I don't want to do that. mm -mm, It's so gross. Before I was like, don't do that. You know, don't
1: do it. I can handle so many
0: other things. Yeah, me though. too. I can handle a lot. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. There's some things that are just, like, I knew that I was not going to be a wound care nurse. Yeah. I knew that right away as soon as I spent a day with them. Like, I, that's not for me. I f- I found it fascinating, but I didn't like mm. the smell. Fascinating. Yeah, it's all fascinating, but is it what you would want to do with your life? Well, yeah. no, I'm doing what I love every right. day. Exactly. But,
1: like, those big wounds that had Vax in it and, like, sectioning it out I just love that. That's kind
0: of cool and neat. No, it's all very cool and fascinating. It's just kind of gross, I suppose. Yeah. Well, okay, fine. What's but new? That's why everybody, you know, can just go do what they want.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why <laughs> nursing is such a, like a
0: a vast and it is. It's really great opportunistic mm-hmm. field because you can go into it and do it. I. It's so there's like endless opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And nursing. So if
1: you're interested in becoming a nurse, it's really not mm. a bad idea.
0: It's not. I tell my kids sometimes, like, if you really love healthcare and you just really don't know what you want to do, like just go be a nurse because you'll find something. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And when you're in school, you can kind of learn all the
0: different yeah. Or some mm-hmm. or the many different yeah. types of nurses there are.
1: So um I got a baby every day. This, wow. pe- this weekend. You've been busy. Yeah. And I didn't, today was a wash hair day. Okay. And I didn't get to wash my hair uh, because this baby wanted to come in the wee hours of the morning. They do that sometimes. So that's unfortunate, but yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. So I'll just have these crazy strays going out. It doesn't look bad. All right. Well,
0: <laughs> seems how we're videoing now. I know we, we are. Just,
1: we have to see how do we look.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I've just decided I just don't, necessarily care. We shouldn't care. Yeah. Because so we are who we
1: to. are. Yeah. All right. So if you guys can see the microphone is like on Megan's side. So we're just gonna <laughs> <laughs> hope that she's loud enough yeah, today.
0: Because I we got some more recent feedback I <laughs> from somebody I know that was that was listening and he's like, well it's really just not even audio. And I was like really we've really tried <laughs> to fix
1: that. I think sometimes it's even but you tend to trail off on your words. I do, and I tend to just get louder, yeah, because I get excited, yeah. So I think that's the problem. Yeah, but hopefully we're working on it. Yeah, we're I hope not, you can hear me. We're certainly not <laughs> professionals, and I think that's part of the problem. Yeah, we're just little amateurs over here trying we are. to. It's true. To, <laughs> please don't <laughs> go at time. me with dad jokes. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. That was really bad. Um, you yeah, know, whatever you were trying to do there, but I appreciate your effort. No, I know I, I'm not good at that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I was hoping for some questions to kind of like keep me going for things that people were interested about, mm-hmm. but I don't think enough time has passed for questions regarding like natural and in- okay um, induction methods. Mm-hmm. So I just went. And did some more that are popular, but if anybody has heard of anything, I think it would be kind of cool to revisit some interesting or, you know, old folksy, Yeah. um, you know, what your parents told you Mm -hmm. or where does this come from? I would love that. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is evening primrose oil. Okay. And fun fact- I love fun facts. Yeah, me too. Sixty percent of nurse midwives in the United States use this. Really? Yeah.
0: Sixty percent. Mm-hmm. That's a fair amount.
1: Yeah, I, I well, think, what does it do? Well, let me tell you. Okay. So it's also um the most common herbal supplement or remedy used for cervical ripening by certified midwives in Iran.
0: I had no idea yeah. that like that was a thing. Yeah.
1: So it's used for rheumatoid arthritis. Okay. It's used for mastalgia, which is breast pain. It's used for premenstrual and postmenstrual. Nope. Premenstrual and menopausal symptoms. Okay. (laughs) And then labor induction or augmentation.
0: Oh, wow. I had no idea. It was so amazing. Yeah. Cool. Well, I don't know how
1: amazing it works. Oh. But the data will tell you here in a moment. And I only looked at it in terms of like induction of labor and... Mm -hmm augmentation um, or ripening. Yeah. But we could maybe go into it in
0: further detail yeah, later. Yeah, because it has some other women's health maybe yeah. benefits or not. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so the therapeutic
1: effect comes from oil okay. that's extracted from the seed.
0: Oh, the seed. Yes. Okay.
1: So it's made up of linoleic mm-hmm, acid. Yep. Yeah gamma linoleic acid, okay. oleic, palmitic, and steritic acids. Okay. Say that all really fast. I'm not gonna.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you did great. So um,
1: those acids specifically are the precursors to prostaglandins. Okay. One and two. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. So theoretically, <sighs> mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So the effects of the evening primrose oil, which I might refer to it as
0: P, no, EPO. EPO yes why is it evening is that the name of the flower an evening primrose you primrose. would ask me something I don't know I don't know okay. actually I was just curious because you I added mean, the evening to this sentence you know
1: well that's what it's called evening primrose oil that's oh. the name of it yeah I wouldn't okay maybe that's the name of the flower maybe I don't know I would have to google Okay. More later on that. I don't sure. <laughs> um, so. So uh, its effects have been kind of controversial over the years. There is a quasi-experimental study done in on oral administration of mm-hmm. it from 37 weeks until birth, which showed no effect oh. on reducing the duration of pregnancy or length of labor, but it was very... Was a mm-hmm. experimental, so it it didn't really give. It wasn't a good study. Okay, fair enough. So there was another study that used EPO vaginally that showed a positive effect on the Bishop oh, score. Okay. So remember, your Bishop score is mm-hmm. the number we give you based on cervical length and effacement and station and consistency and position. Position, yeah. So, um, there, you know. With this one seemed to be improved Bishop score. Okay. Which I think is a measurable. I think so I think too. it's a measurable thing that as is, long as the same person. Yes. Is evaluating your cervix. Because generally right. we check people with the same like thought process or feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, that too could be different. Yeah. So um, there have been two systematic reviews. Okay. Of which they couldn't agree. Oh. Bummer. Yeah. Um. So they did a third one. So one said it was helpful. One said it wasn't helpful. So they did a
0: third one. Well, that's interesting because when you're looking at a systematic review, you're going back and looking at a bunch of other studies that were already done. So they were looking at different studies?
1: Yeah. Well, no, they were looking at the same studies and then additional studies, but they didn't agree because there's potential bias based on oh. how the studies were done. Oh but that's the thing with these is they're not super specific and that's why they're so conflicting data so much conflicting right. data right. um so um this third review that they did they wanted to kind of come up with a like let's agree okay but i don't know like one they, way or another yeah right. but i'm not sure that they did that so there were study um seven studies that were um published between 1999 and 2022. Okay. Okay. So four were done in Iran. One was done in Egypt, one in the United States, and one in the Philippines. Okay. The studies included 920 participants, and five of them invested uh, investigated Bishop score and birth outcomes. Okay. So that's good. Only one study measured the time between administration of EPO and the onset of childbirth. Oh. So... It's like, okay, so how can you really talk about induction right.
0: of labor? Yeah, if you didn't mm-hmm. have that recorded a right. time frame.
1: Yeah. Mm. The studies were done a little bit differently too. So in one study, there was a daily dose of 1,000 milligrams, and it was given daily starting at 38 weeks. And then there was another study that had a single dose of 1,000 given vaginal suppository. Starting at 37 weeks. Okay, and then another study did two soft gel caps of 500 milligrams, and that was vaginally six hours before um,
0: induction with oxytocin.
1: Okay, so it's like it wasn't super great because yeah. then
0: it's like they're all different. Like yeah. it's hard to compare exactly. Know?
1: And then um, there were some. So those were all vaginal, and then there was some oral trials. There was four of them that did oral and. One was a thousand milligrams twice a day, de- uh, twice a day for seven days, starting at forty weeks until they delivered. Oh, hmm. uh huh. And then, <laughs> and then there was another that would took it every twelve hours for ten days, but it didn't have a starting time. Then there was another one that um, shoot, I lost my place. Uh, another one that had um, fifteen hundred milligrams. Every 12 hours. Okay. And then there was another one that did 1500 milligrams three times a day. So they're all they're so like vastly all different. different. There's
0: not even like one that how you just. How do you do compare do, them? How do you? Because right. they were, yeah.
1: So mm. th- this conclusion, this third conclusion was that um, it did significantly improve the Bishop score in all of those okay. studies. Okay. Um, and it re- reduced the length of Interval between when you started taking it and the time of birth, overall. Okay. On the studies that did do it, but it was one study, right? Right. So yeah. And then it was effective in increasing a five-minute after our score. So.
0: Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. I, know. I would not have. And kind of random, like that. Very random. Yeah.
1: So. Um, huh. Hmm. So then also you have to take into effect that. Or take into account that it has side effects, nausea, headaches, diarrhea. Oh. And it can also increase the um, risk of bleeding in people who are taking anticoagulants. Oh. So if you are taking an anticoagulant or are on uh, or have any like bleeding risk factors, talk to your provider before Mm -hmm. you take EPO. Yeah. Also... There's no safety because this the research is just so minimal. There's no um, good safety rules on TOLAC, like child labor oh. after cesarean, mm-hmm. to see how much or how safe it is if you have a uterine incision. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: or previous uterine incision. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's evening primrose oil. Evening this, primrose oil. Yeah. Sorry, my computer's being really weird. It's all right. Okay, so then castor oil. Yeah, castor oil. Oh, the fun one. My favorite. Oh, man.
0: Yeah. So what do you think? Oh, well, I've got personal experience. (laughs) (laughs) So most moms who are like,
1: you know, really, just really want to be done, they – we'll try anything.
0: And this is one of those things. Yeah, cuz so it's like me. it's widely known, you know? Yeah. People like castor oil. Your grandma tells you about it. Yeah. I can't remember where I learned about it with my first one. Yeah, where did you learn about it? I don't know. I can't remember where I learned about it. I was very Did you known. only take it once? No, I did it with my first two. <laughs> By the third one I you learned. I yeah. Well, tell me about it. Did well, it was it first, effective? I maybe, perhaps. So the first one I took it I, I was forty weeks, maybe thirty-nine mm-hmm. and five or mm-hmm. something. Like very, very close to forty weeks. Yeah. And then um well, I just had diarrhea for a day and then just went went on with my business and yeah. didn't have a baby. Turn so That was the first one. Okay. Yeah. And then the second one, I took it, but I had like I woke up that day just feeling different anyway. Mm-hmm. And I can't explain it except for I just was like, I think today is the day. Yeah. And I was kind of contracting and I walked a little bit and then I took it. And then I took a nap and I woke up with these terrible, terrible cramps. Okay. Diarrhea cramps. Oh, yeah. So I went to the toilet and then my water broke. Oh. So, but I was 40 and one already for yeah. that one. And I just feel like maybe it made things happen just a few hours faster, but like, okay. I felt like it was going to happen anyway. Sure. Yeah, but then I just had diarrhea the whole time I was in labor. And it oh, was gosh, that must be not great. No, it was terrible. I really regretted the whole thing because it made it. Miserable. Yeah, miserable. Hmm. It really did. Well, yeah. how much
1: did you drink?
0: The recommended dose. like Which is what? Um, <laughs> I think it was two tablespoons. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, this tablespoons? Is, is it tablespoon? It was the, they sell the little oh, bottles yeah, with the, that are the, like two tablespoons, I think. Okay. And I the drank whole the whole bottle of the little two, the two, no, maybe it was two ounces. Oh, was geez, geez, say, that I is mean? not tables, like
1: 10 ounces is, uh, or 10 mils is, wait, two tablespoons mm, and 30 okay. mils is an ounce,
0: mm, um, right? Uh, yes, 15, right. fifteen mLs is a tablespoon.
1: Oh, five mLs is a teaspoon. Teaspoon. I yeah. see. Um, so
0: I actually, I I don't remember because it was like seventeen years ago. But, but it sounded like a bottle. Like, it was like a little bottle. It was like this tall and. Oh, it was kind of skinny. It was kind of skinny. I think it couldn't have been. It was maybe an ounce or two. I don't know, but yeah, but, but it, it was enough. enough. It was, was like, it was enough. It was enough. It was enough. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I just really feel like the castor oil can maybe get things going just a yeah. little bit sooner. I don't know. I'm interested well, to hear let's see what the way. data yeah, shows. Yeah, tell me.
1: Um, well, so castor oil is obtained from the seeds of a castor bean plant. Okay. And it's native to Northeast Africa and the Middle East. Okay. But well, what I want to know is how... They say, oh, let's take the seed out of this and then create this. Well, I think
0: that, you know, when you don't have like the knowledge that we have in, you know, the 21st century, like people have been doing they're this kind of stuff, you know, yeah. many, many, many centuries ago yeah. where they're like, well, let me. And I mean, there were multiple like people who would experiment on themselves to see what would work. You know, yeah. let me try this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess we do experiments every day with Ever, certain things. All the time, yeah. Just, just like, maybe oh, let's the take summer. these little seeds. Yeah. Anyway, I, know.
0: I do wonder though, like, who was the first person to be like, yeah, let's try that. You know.
1: Yeah. So. Well, there have been reports back to ancient Egypt that have showed that they used castor oil to induce or stimulate labor. Oh wow! Which is crazy. So it's been around think a about. Long time, yeah, yeah, it's been around a long time, and um. It's also known to be used for a significant laxative.
0: Ye- so, <laughs> yeah. Yep, I believe that. <laughs> Speaking of your multiple I feel like that was probably they figured out that was well because you know it starts the cramping and stuff. Yeah. and it gets things just a cramping well, and, yeah. and uncomfortable and yeah. moving things around and I don't know.
1: Huh. So, there was a Cochrane review which had three inclusive studies. Okay that did find significant effectiveness to get women into labor. Okay. So in the first study, it was in New New York. There was 100 women in total. And the castor oil group was more likely to start labor within 24 hours. Oh, wow. Which I thought was good. (laughs) Yeah. 58% who had castor oil went into labor within 24 hours. Okay. And... um. That's compared to 4% who didn't take castor oil at all. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is 58 versus four. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, the fan is on.
0: Megan's over here. Your lights are hot as up. No, I'm (laughs) okay. (laughs) (laughs) Christina keeps her house significantly cooler than I keep mine. Significantly cooler. Probably like 10 degrees.
1: No more than that. (laughs) I think. uh, What's your house set at?
0: I prefer it to be like 74. Five seventy six. i mean 78 is like my perfect temperature but like every- 78 like well in Florida? I, well yeah i mean I, I grew up my mom kept it at 80 when i was growing up wow i'm pretty sure so you know. we
1: keep ours at 64
0: oh yeah so good 10 11 degrees colder than <laughs> i'm okay i
1: just <laughs> I'm okay but the fan is on so it's yeah. like blowing like cool it's, air at me and she's like it's okay Anyway, um so so okay. Um I'm sorry. So in that study, a hundred percent of women had nausea.
0: Oh, all the all the ladies. Every
1: single one of them complained of nausea in the castor oil group compared to
0: zero percent in the control group. Okay. So, I mean, So it's the castor oil can make you nauseous. It, 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 in fact, according to this study, it, it will does. make you nauseous. In fact, you can count on it. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. We'll just know going into it. Nausea, I don't remember that. Um, From my personal experience, I don't remember the nausea. Mm-hmm. I don't remember nausea. I, I could have had nausea. I just don't remember. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I've never taken it. Never took so it. So I'm... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe um, you should just
0: take it just nope. to try it out. No, thanks.
1: <laughs> okay. So then the second study had forty-three pregnant women. So again, not study, a huge but... study, but they found a significant increase in labor initiation in the first twenty four hours, fifty-four versus four percent. Yeah. 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 Also in this study, the bishop score had increased or improved. Okay. So that's good. Yeah, it seems like it's doing some stuff. Yeah, and then in the third study, it was in um, was in Israel, and there was eighty women, and there was a placebo and a as a control group. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Mm-hmm. But there was yes, I appreciate a blind, that. You know. Sure. Um, half had the placebo and half had the castor oil. And the odds of going into labor within 12 hours was three times higher
0: wow. in the castor oil group versus the sunflower oil group. All the ladies are going to be taking the castor oil. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: all the studies were safe and it, on, um, and it only included women who are 40 to 42 weeks gestation. So yeah, really, it's really like tricky. It's,
0: yeah, it is because they're already priming right. for it, you know. And so
1: this is why there's not great statistical data,
0: yeah. but it's not harmful. No, it's unless, not. Unless, um, you know. Maybe you have a lot of diarrhea and you get real dehydrated or something. Can and it up. cause, well,
1: and it can cause contractions that don't lead to anything. Right. So then you Are have just to just weigh careful. the chances of potentially not going into labor right. but having laborists discomfort (laughs) and not getting any fruits of the labor labor. (laughs) (laughs) so um then there's the membrane sweep
0: oh yeah well i mean this this is done do you have numbers on like how many people how many providers do a membrane sweep Uh, how many uh, no i don't you know like no no i'd be interested because it happened i mean it's so frequent
1: it is um one thing that I think is important for women to know is that when we're doing a vaginal exam, we are not mem- like doing a membrane sweep. No. And we shouldn't be. No. Without explicit consent. S- sure. So I need to Because it's say like that. a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's an a, invasive it, type thing. Well, it's yeah. a, and it's an intervention. Well, it's, it's not a, really an intervention, but it's like a, you know, it's a little, in, it's invasive yeah. and it can cause discomfort and you have to know that it doesn't come without its risks. Mm-hmm. So anyway.
0: Consent. Consent for everything. Really. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. Um, so, this technique is done by us clinicians
0: um, and it helps. By a provider. Right. Like, I'm not doing a membrane sweep. Come on. Where's your sense of adventure? Oh, my gosh. Christina's <laughs> trying to get me fired.
1: No. No, <laughs> no it is by providers. Yeah. And it's just to ripen the cervix essentially. But it throws people into labor mm-hmm. sometimes. So that's really good. And we take we take one or two of our fingers and we place it in there and we sweep around in a circular motion. And um, it kind of takes the pull of the membrane and removes it away from the lower uterine segment. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and by doing this, it produces hormones that encourage effacement and dilation. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, this thing keeps
0: popping I feel around. like it works pretty well, yeah, I mean, well,
1: it depends. I think it works um really, really effectively for women who have some dilation already, yeah, and um who are multiparous, mm-hmm. who've had babies before, yeah, um, but not always, mm-hmm. and vice versa, like you feel like it's less helpful in a primate, but not always like right. sometimes it works sure. really, really well, yeah, so. Yeah. um, In an updated review. Okay. So it's updated. Yeah, I love that. They have 44 studies. Oh, and, 44 studies? Yeah. And there was 20 um, new studies okay. in this review. Okay. Um, it included 6,940 women. Oh, that's a nice number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the problem with these studies.
0: Uh-oh.
1: <laughs> is that they weren't. Often done alone, like membrane sweep alone, it was
0: like in yeah. conjunction with other interventions. Well, then how can you even do like why I even know. include that in the study? Right, it just I know messes it all up. So it really
1: does, yeah. Um, decrease the overall data or right. the benefit or the, of the data. Yeah. So it kind of is a little convoluted. Yeah. How valid is it? Mm-hmm. So forty of the forty-four studies compared membrane sweep with no treatment on six thousand. 548 women, women were more likely to experience spontaneous onset of labor. Okay. But were less likely to experience an induction, which I think is great. Great, yeah. And there was little difference in the amount of cesarean rate, maternal, or neonatal death. We need to pause. Oh, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) So I got an interrupted phone call. Sorry about that, you guys. And so now it's like, I don't even know where to come in and pretend that we didn't have an interruption.
0: But we did. But we did. So
1: So here we are. We're back.
0: Um, We were talking about um, the membrane sweep.
1: We were. And we were talking about how there was the 40 studies. Yeah. And they we less likely to have an induction, and how great that was. Yeah, and there was very little difference on cesarean rates, maternal oh, right. death, or neonatal death, which I think, think are huge yeah. things to consider. Yeah, but I wouldn't see that that would pose much difference right. unless it was catastrophic or right. problem. You know, yeah. Problematic.
0: But it's nice to know, like you know that the it's safe. You know, it's safe. Yeah, it's safe. It's not like gonna make you have a C-section, right?
1: Right, yeah. So, four studies reported on um, the other four. So, remember, okay. there's 44. So, yep. four of them reported on 480 women, and it compared membrane sweep with vaginal or intracervical prostaglandins. Oh, okay. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah, it is. So, to compare the difference. Um, and there was very little difference on the need for an induction, okay. spontaneous labor, cesarean, spontaneous birth or maternal or neonatal death okay um so we don't do internal prostaglandins anymore unless like not intercervical. so um like into the cervix we used to squirt prostaglandin in the cervix Ooh. do you, did you ever do that that was before my time okay great i'm old um so yeah so they we used to have these little syringes and we'd find the cervix and we go and we just squirt all this gel right inside the cervix. And you found it how? The cervix. Mm-hmm. Um, I think either with my fingers or with a speculum. I can't remember what I did.
0: Well, I'm just logistically trying to understand <laughs> this. <laughs>
1: but uh, it was these long
0: syringes. But how did you do it? so? Because if you did It was it, a
1: syringe, maybe my left hand with a long
0: Okay, something that kind of scooded. Yeah, in, a it long in, like, little thing both right hands were No. <laughs>
1: No, both hands. No, not three fingers either. Okay. I- <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, yeah,
1: but we used to do that, and so th- we don't do that anymore. But I thought that was interesting that it didn't really find a difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. right.
0: That is, yeah,
1: yeah. And there was a potential lack of um, quality of these because of the potential bias, and we talked a little bit about it. But there was failed blinding even in these some of these studies. This what? Failed blinding. So like they didn't really blind. So you knew if you were getting a membrane sweep. Oh, yeah. Because you have to consent. Well, yeah. Or you would, you know, it was just there. some factors in there that. Sure. Yeah. Um, the final results, though. What is happening to my thing? It just flew up. <laughs> it
0: just flew up. <laughs> I,
1: I'm, a, I'm a hot mess today. It's all right. Here we go. Um, I'm on the wrong page. Wow, is it because I
0: haven't been sleeping? Is this the is this the problem? Well, I don't know if your lack of sleep <laughs> correlates with the computer acting <laughs> <My>, all wacky.
1: <laughs> my inability to function, my own um, electronic. Okay, so um, there, the lack of bias. The final results showed that membrane sweeps were probably effective in increasing the likelihood of achieving spontaneous labor nice so that was good yeah i like that yeah it could reduce the risk of formal induction of labor when Mm -hmm. compared to expectant management groups so if you had this maybe it didn't throw you into labor and i say throw you into labor but put you into labor whatever Mm -hmm. words you want to use but it did afford you a better cervix that would respond better to labor sure you know Mm -hmm. so then you didn't need an induction right at all um and then women reported it to be a positive experience. Um, in one of the studies, they would recommend that their friend did it or that oh. they would do it again. Okay. I have some moms that would never do it again
0: because it was so painful when you did it. Yeah, or-, or
1: just like they don't like that feeling, or you know, sure. didn't find it was beneficial. But most people yeah. um, are like, how how often can I get <laughs> that Can you do it again tomorrow? Um,
0: yeah. Isn't it like a one and done kind of thing?
1: Well, I mean, I'll do them. Um, I won't do them sooner than every forty-eight hours. Okay. Um, but if somebody's really like grizzedata, <laughs> then <laughs> then I might do it um a couple of days later.
0: But I wonder if it makes a difference. I don't know.
1: Usually, I feel like it would. If it's going to put you into labor, it works within forty-eight hours. So, yeah, and there's no harm.
0: Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Okay. Guess what's
0: next? What pineapple? Pineapple. Yeah. I've never heard of this. Wait. What? I mean, pineapple? Pineapple. You've never heard of pineapple? Well, I've eaten pineapple, but... (laughs) (laughs) You've never heard of a pineapple? (laughs) What? Not for Um, labor. Yeah. For cyclical ripening, I have no idea. Really? Yeah.
1: So it's like a big thing. And people are like, I've eaten lots of pineapple. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry.
0: Does your tongue
1: peeling off? (laughs) Your tongue's (laughs) okay. No, so traditional healers um, in Fiji have used unripe pineapple... To terminate early pregnancies. Oh wow! Like it, it was cultural, wow. um, and it, I don't know if they still do or not, but that's where it kind of originated from. Really? And this was also practiced in many other places, like the Philippines and Indonesia, Malaysia, and Trinidad. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if they they feel like the bromelain. Bro, how do you say that? The bromelain uh-huh. that's like that on in the the rind. I
0: don't know enough about.
1: It's this. an enzyme, okay, and it's thought that that's the active ingredient. Okay. okay, okay. So there's no clinical research group studies on humans with
0: pineapple. Oh, there hasn't been any any Correct. retroactive studies or
1: right, yeah, and um, so this is all just theory. Well. They have done animal studies and Petri dish
0: studies. Petri dish studies. Yeah.
1: So they've taken human uterine muscle. Okay. And applied pineapple to it. Okay. And it contracts. Wow. Yeah. So. That's interesting. So there's animal studies and there's, I think it's called in V- vivo, Vivo, where it's, like, in the human and then in a Petri dish or, like, outside of a, okay. a, um, a human or a species okay. of some whatever say so, you know. Okay. <laughs> in the lab. <laughs> You're making fun of me.
0: I'm sorry. Your words, they weren't working.
1: No. Yeah. So, um one study in 2014 showed that if you put pineapple juice directly on the rat or uterine tissue, that it would cause contractions. Okay, so that wasn't done in 2014, and then the same researchers in 2015 were like, "What if we do it by mouth?" You okay, know? sure. So they, the same. right? So they had a, a pineapple juice group and a saline group. Okay, and um. They gave it at 24, 36, and 48 hours. Okay. And there were no abortions in the rat uh, who had it by mouth. Okay. They all went to term and had baby little rats. Okay. And there was – um <laughs> you laughing at me? Um, and the thought behind that is that that the enzyme in the gut breaks down the juice prior to the uterotonic <laughs>
0: property. <laughs> Our flag just fell Our on, flag Megan. Our just fell off. The wall. I, I don't understand. It was your side. <laughs> I don't understand You didn't pass it hard enough. Really? I don't know. I, I don't smiling.
1: know either. I'm feeling bad about it. <laughs> no, that's all right. Not that bad. But bad enough.
0: Yeah. No, but let's <laughs> move on. <laughs> so, yeah. So then it had, because it's going, because the pineapple... That enzyme is going through the gut, the gut. Skin. Right, so then
1: it doesn't like it, it doesn't, breaks down the property before, like it, it needs can, to
0: actually be on, on it. the tissue. So if
1: you want to open up a little hole and insert, no, I'm kidding. Don't do this, and nobody's done this. I was just don't pretending. do this at home, people. I was just pre- <laughs> pretending. Don't do it. So um, there was actually one study in 2018 that took unripe and ripe pineapples from Malaysia and prepared extracts from them. Okay, and they compared their response of the extracts to the on the uterine tissue okay and the ripe pineapple stimulated activity but the unripe didn't which contradicts the customary belief
0: yeah no kidding it's interesting well i was gonna ask that but you just answered it Mm -hmm. so the can't wait wait so sorry so is that same enzyme present in pineapple regardless of its ripening or does that enzyme develop as it ripens?
1: Right. So that's what they're saying. So it did produce a response in late pregnancy and rat tissue. So could it potentially, but there's more studies that need to be done. Right. Right.
0: Are there studies being done on this pineapple? I don't know.
1: I'm not sure that, well, I'm sure somewhere somebody's talking about pineapple. Maybe. But it's just like pineapple,
0: pineapple of all things. Yeah.
1: Um, but what was interesting is they found serotonin to be the compound that helped uterine um or uterotonic activity to occur. What? Yeah. So then serotonin? there's like there's like brain chemistry happening. I'm as so well.
0: confused. How I'm,
1: is that related? I don't know. But it was like the serotonin property then makes this reaction occur.
0: I know. Well, that's really interesting. And I hope they do do some more studies yeah, or, or do some studies. I think there's that.
1: enough interest in it that people are going to be like,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, what is this? Huh. And do more. Yeah. And I'm, I d- cool. I'm not sure that it's bad for pregnant women to eat pineapple. So I think it theoretically or eventually. It, it's not on the don't eat list. Right. It should be something that's researched more, I think um so then we have raspberry leaf tea oh yeah
0: so this is a big one this is a big one so I had I recently had a patient well I'm interested about the data but I recently had a patient come and tell me she'd been drinking raspberry tea leaf for like eight weeks or something no (laughs) yikes
1: yikes are you trying to what are you doing yeah what are are you doing doing? yeah yikes is right okay so well, there's four review articles and all of the articles concluded that there's insufficient evidence to recommend raspberry leaf tea during pregnancy. Oh,
0: the insufficient. End. No,
1: I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> so <laughs> insufficient
0: true. evidence to, rec- okay, to to recommend, recommend it. it. Yeah, right. because
1: um, there's just not enough to say that it's actually beneficial okay. um, and there could be potential harms. Okay. Now, that's it what quantity and all of that, it, it varies. So, um, the Europeans medic medicine agency review concluded that even though it's generally recognizes a safe in pregnancy, um, the evidence of efficacy is weak or lacking. And so mm-hmm. it's like, well, sure it might be safe, but it's not doing much. And so why take it? Okay. Um, um, so the, the role, the results from the the vivo and the in vitro studies are variable and do not offer strong evidence to support the oh. supplementation.
0: I wonder why this is such a big thing, then if they
1: well, it's this in particular has gone f- from way back.
0: Like people have been using this a long time as well. But there's not really any evidence to support it. It's just now. Um, Well,
1: there was, I think, okay, let me just keep going. Okay, keep going. There was another review that concluded it has been used traditionally, um, but the safety and the evidence of its effect were also weak in this study. So they said, although it could be fine, we need more evidence. So they wouldn't really give you a, they said, well, it seems safe, but it's not not really like we're supported, not
0: give you a record, yeah, like right. recommended those, yeah.
1: Like. And there was a retrospective study mm. of 600 respondents, so these are people that are just responding, yeah, right, right. Um, six percent reported that they used raspberry leaf tea, six percent, which was 34 people total, okay. And that raspberry leaf tea group compared to those who did not use raspberry leaf tea. There was a significant higher number of cesarean, which is, like, 24% versus 9%. Interesting. But it's, like, 34 people. So right. I don't even know that you can count it. Right. So it's, like, one of those things you really just – I think, one, for this episode, I couldn't do a deep dive into, like, all things raspberry leaf tea. Right. And I would like to. But for right now, what I can say is that I probably wouldn't recommend it because it doesn't show significant improvement in any type of bishop score or shortening your labor. Um, But it's not also harmful. I don't know. Okay. I'm up in the air on that. It's a really big one that people use a lot. It
0: really is. But they haven't found it to be harmful. Right. Okay. Exactly.
1: Other than this one of 34 the, that increased right. risk of cesarean, but for what right. reason? The other thing with raspberry leaf tea is they don't know what makes it beneficial.
0: Like what like is they don't the know what the active yeah that that is in there that would act on the yeah that activates this uterus response positively.
1: Hmm. You know, so well that's interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah, I would just throw out that thirty four.
1: Yeah, I like suppose it just if you're seems gonna, like. I don't know. You can't throw it out because No, you can't throw it out cuz it's, it's there, there, but but it, how valid is it? But you have to then say, okay, well we need more research. Yeah. and bigger numbers in order to like give a true recommendation or a true Right. But this is the thing with herbs and um you know like herbal teas, and so there's like there's, so many yeah. that there's it's impossible to know right. all of the ones that are great and all of the ones right. you know.
0: So, and I wonder with that one with the 34, like, were there other risk factors? Right, for exactly. A cesarean?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Hmm. I think
1: in that, um, I there was one, I'm not sure if it was that one or not, but they were all. No, I don't think it was that study. Sorry. <laughs> there was one that they were all evenly like they were all within a certain weight, so they they none of them were obese and but I think that might be in one of my exercise articles so okay, to be continued, <laughs> oh, but that's a good segue <laughs> that's a, that's my next one <laughs> so um exercise or
0: walking hmm.
1: I always tell people you can't walk yourself into labor. I tell labor. people
0: that too. I just told somebody recently, I was like, well, if you want to go walk the stairs, you can, but you're just going to like. You're just going to get tired. Get tired. Yeah. You know, that's I said. You're just going to Yeah. Get so there, it's con- controversial
1: as well because it's like, it's really hard to have good data right. that you can pinpoint. Oh, it was oh, the it was walking. walking that did it.
0: I mean, we're right? walking all the time, you know, right. like, I don't know. So,
1: controversial but there are some studies so okay. um, one study found that walking in pregnancy could improve your bishop score increase the onset of labor or the spontaneous onset of labor um, decrease the need for an induction and decrease the cesarean rate Okay, okay. And, and there were um, so I didn't really break that one down but it would just show that that was helpful. Okay. Um, Two studies were done involving 2,059 healthy weight individuals. That's where I got that. Okay. Um, And their point in this was that exercise in pregnancy doesn't cause preterm labor. And it did not increase the risk sure. of preterm birth because they were looking at exercise a different way. Yes. Where it's like, oh, man, if I exercise, I'm going to go into preterm labor. But they right. didn't find that. Right. So will it put you into labor? It's the opposing view. Right. And I thought it was interesting to put yeah, in here. Yeah, that is. Um, but it, it didn't increase or decrease the gestational age of delivery. Okay. Yeah. And it was, though, um, associated with higher – vaginal birth rates, walking, yeah, or
0: exercise, exercise throughout the yep. pregnancy, or yep. okay, or in, or the, in the or end, or of in, preg- the, end of in pregnancy the end of pregnancy. For- Most
1: of these were done in the end of pregnancy. Okay, so like this, another, this another, this other study. They started um, at thirty-eight weeks, and women would. There was two groups, sixty and sixty. So sixty women would walk three times a day for thirty, or three times a week for 30 minutes at 4 kilometers per hour at least. So kind of at a brisk pace. And um, the other group did not Mm -hmm. or wasn't told to, like, be as regimented. Mm -hmm. And the exercise group had a lower rate of labor induction, 17 versus 33%. And there are fewer Mm -hmm. operative vaginal deliveries, 20 versus 38%, which I thought, I mean, that's half. That is a – like, clinically yeah. significant, yeah. I would say. And then there was no difference in the gestational age at onset of labor, duration of active labor, cesarean, birth rate, or after. So, like, it doesn't
0: seem to put you into labor,
1: mm-hmm. but it certainly but does it can, have a lot
0: of benefits. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, just staying in shape. Yeah. Towards yeah. the end there.
1: Yeah. And then ACOG, the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology, um, you know, they just kind of hone in on, hey, exercise is super important. It reduces your back pain. It eases constipation. It decreases your risk for potential um, diabetes or preeclampsia and cesarean uh, potential. Potential. Yeah. Potential decreases, potentially decreases your risk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it promotes a healthy weight or improves overall fitness mm-hmm. and also strengthens your blood vessels and your heart mm-hmm. muscles. So, there's a lot a of positive good. effect on mental yeah. health, all that's good stuff. All the things. Yeah. yeah. So it's important to go ahead and exercise. It's not gonna put you into preterm labor, but it probably well, isn't it gonna put you into yeah. labor either. I
0: mean, don't go for a ten mile walk thinking that you're gonna go into labor. Go into labor, you're just probably gonna be tired. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> right. Or um, you know. You can walk 10 miles if you want. If that's your thing. If it's, it's your thing. I tell people not to wake up and run a marathon. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's inappropriate. But yeah. if it's something you've already been doing right. and, and it feels good, go do it. Yeah. 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 Um, so intercourse. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. You want to talk about that? Yeah, I do. Because that's a thing.
1: That is a thing. <laughs> we m- Many people have had it if yes. they're pregnant. <laughs> that's <right>. So, um <laughs> yeah. So... Why is why does it or doesn't it work? What do you think? Do you think well, this sp-
0: I th- okay. The, I think I'm am pro- probably gonna make a fool of myself, but the sperm acts as like a prostaglandin, yeah, and then softens the cervix,
1: yeah. So, um, the actual role of intercourse on induction or like priming or ripening a mm-hmm. cervix is kind of uncertain. Okay, but there's there's three thoughts behind it and i'll go through them eventually Okay. but fun fact did you know why it's called a prostaglandin no so because it comes from the prostate gland or it's really high in the prostate
0: gland okay so that's where my brain went first but then i couldn't reconcile Mm -hmm. that with your body with (laughs) with the female body Oh, but that would make sense. Yeah. Oh, right, because the prostate puts out seminal fluid.
1: Yeah. So my f- work
0: wife, I was today years old, and she's like,
1: well, that's why they call it a, pros- a gland because it came from the prostate gland.
0: <laughs> I was like, what, really? Okay. Yeah. I, was- <laughs> I mean, it makes sense to me. It's like literally the word. <laughs> It's like the literal way. I, I, I never put it together before. No, me neither. Like, oh, that that's is- a, I can't wait to um talk about that to my students when we get yeah. to that unit.
1: Isn't that funny? Yeah. I had never thought about it before, but there you have it. Okay. Because I've always, you know, being in the field that we're in, I've yeah. always looked at that
0: as, you know, a female thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was anyway. like some kind of. But uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, wow. We could go on, like, well, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, there's really not enough evidence to show whether intercourse is effective or even how it compares to other methods because it's so
0: variable, right? Like, how much and sperm well, there, is there? Yeah, Damn. and then the whole every act of there's intercourse d- is just very different. Dif- like, yeah, yeah. So, so go ahead. Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead, finish, and then you might answer my question. Okay.
1: So there are some research articles that show an association, quote unquote, to earlier onset of labor and reduced need for induction at 41 weeks. Okay. Okay. And um, intercourse is a great option if you're not super uncomfortable. Right. Right? Because, I mean. It can be. A lot of people think that that's a laughable statement. Like, go have sex and they're like yeah right i'm not doing that i'm too uncomfortable which i mean yeah it can be really uncomfortable but it gets it gives women control over trying to stimulate labor should they want to and um the theory Mm -hmm. is that um Physically, penetration um, stimulates the lower uterine segment because it's moving it around. Sure. Theoretically. Okay. And then there's the release of endogenous oxytocin from nipple stimulation. Okay. Well,
0: I was just thinking about, you know, the nipple stimulation. Then you've got kind of like two things going, right? Right. Or uh, orgasm.
1: Okay. So if you're thinking about a woman's release of whatever, it will allow oxytocin to be produced. Uh So that kind of helps. And causes some contracting. So it doesn't have to necessarily be penetration. Right. But penetration does that manual stimulation. Right. You know. um, And then there's the direct action from the prostaglandin on the semen. Okay. To the area. So those are the three theories about that. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, if you're comfortable, do it. The the data shows I can be helpful, but there's, there's not really a whole lot. There was a, (laughs) I didn't even write it down because I thought it was really funny. Mm -hmm. So they, there was two groups. They instructed one group to just have whatever type of intercourse that they wanted and the other group to have at least intercourse twice a week. And it turns out that both groups basically had the same amount of sex. Mm -hmm. Um, but the one that wasn't told to do it twice a week, um, generally didn't have as much but neither did the group that did because you know you're just like so there's a, <laughs> it was like the control what right. it was just not great right um, but same with like i mean you can't with some studies people are not going to be compliant right <laughs> anyway, right. so I, mean, I didn't even include it because yeah. i thought it was um it's there and people have did try to to do some research but it wasn't great
0: interesting yeah mm-hmm. that's interesting
1: um and then in my research I saw on one of the um mom and baby sites
0: okay cuz
1: I was just going like what do people say yeah and I found this one it was like blowing up balloons what (laughs) i've never heard of it in my life like
0: the act of blowing blowing up up they're like
1: go to a kid's birthday party and if you want to have your baby blow up all the balloons and
0: pass out all at the same time
1: i was like wait what so then i was like is this a thing so on this site it said it could help build up abdomen pressure and get labor going
0: I don't know about I, this. I
1: literally wrote crickets. <laughs>
0: yeah, because I was just like... In my notes, I was like... Abdominal pressure. cricket. cricket. Like, really? I... I mean, so just like constipation and sitting on the toilet trying to poop, you know, I don't I I, get it. <laughs> I,
1: I know. So, like, I do want to say that before they mentioned that that they said it, an old wives' tale. Okay, but I've never Fair heard enough. of it before. I haven't either. I just felt like it was so funny. I didn't want to leave it out. Blowing up balloons.
0: Yes. If I, I would, I would literally pass out. <laughs> I would. I mean, already I hate blowing up balloons. Like I thinking know. about like my belly. It just all big doesn't and-
1: allow. I I don't know. Can you
0: even get a real big breath even at that point? Like, I mean, it's just all baby in there. Yeah.
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, I just – I couldn't find any research to support or refute this option. So, I'm like, I can't can't throw it out as a possibility (laughs) of, like, something that could be effective, but – it doesn't cause any harm, so blown maybe up, blo- like unless you pass, out. <laughs> <You're blown laughs> you out, pass balloons. out, if you keep blowing and you pass out, that's your own fault. <laughs> stop blowing and
0: take a breath when you get dizzy. Stop blowing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, so that weird. was
1: like the end of my
0: oh, that was a great way to go out. I know. I just blown up I, the balloons. I just
1: thought I had to throw something in there yeah. to, to make it really fun and yeah, enlightening. No,
0: that was really great. I think those are all things that people are curious about. Right. You know? Yeah. About like what, Oh, one thing you didn't talk about was like the spicy food
1: oh i know i'm gonna tell you why
0: yeah tell me why
1: because really there's nothing that says that it's (laughs)
0: because it's also bogus
1: (laughs) well it's not necessarily bogus it came from somewhere it did um but it it, there's just no research it was like oh and it was kind of like the balloons like they say to do this it's an old wives tale but i couldn't find any supporting
0: data yeah because there probably isn't any i did try that one time it didn't work Yeah. Yeah. That was the one with the castor oil, the spicy food. Nothing worked. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, babies. They come come when they come. Yeah. Or they don't. And then you got to kick them out of there. I mean, I just feel like every situation is different. And we all just have to.
0: It's all very different.
1: Yeah. 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 So we didn't at the beginning, and we're really bad at this, but (laughs) tell people to share their stories. Yeah. And the best way to really support us right now is to like us, share us with your friends and family, Mm -hmm. and give us a review because we need more people listening if you want us to keep going. Yeah. And we really um, need
0: your birth stories. We
1: really do. Really do. And so you can go to www.theaos411.com or email us if it's easier to theaos411 um, at gmail.com. Yep. please, please. Please. Share us with your friends. Get people to listen to us yeah. if you like us. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. All right. Well, we hope you feel enlightened. Spread love and laughter. Bye. Bye. Bye.